Let's get ready to throw down. What's up, everybody? Sales Throwdown. We are back and we're talking tonight about using stories as sales techniques, right? Is kind of how we were talking about it. And we were we were getting riled up as we were kind of sitting here pre-gaming and we're gonna hop right back in. And Clint was talking about how using stories and bonding and rapport, right? When he's just getting to know somebody of telling a story to like, almost like a pattern interrupt. Yeah, yeah, sometimes, or, or just a discovery, right? Because you don't know, maybe it's your first phone call or you've done business through emails, right? That happens to me all the time where I've emailed somebody back and forth a hundred times and I know nothing about them. And, and now I got to have a phone call um, because it's just gotten to that point, right? Where I just need to talk through it. I, I don't, I can't do this anymore in word form. So, you know, feeling them out, figuring out what personality they are, what, what pattern they like to speak in, you know, sometimes it's a quick, uh, a quick story. Hey, the other day I was at the grocery store and you'll never guess what happened to me and see how they react to it. Right. Because they take your side, take their side, all these little indicators start pushing them into a personality corner that you can start to deal with. And, and, you know, it's, it is kind of a bullshit sales, um, a pattern that you get into, but, but it works. And, and that's all that matters at the end of the day for me. So question about that, right? Cause I, I've been thinking about a lot of the stuff and, and you say a bullshit sales tactic, but yeah, because if you, if you're knowledgeable about any of it, you pick it up, right? That's what I call well, bullshit sales. Thing, okay. Right? But, but here's the deal. I mean, is the difference just in your intention then? Because like whenever I hang out yeah. with my friends, right? I mean, I tell them stories, they tell me stories. I mean, I mean, we do this stuff and it's not ever viewed as anything other than just yeah. like ribbing and storytelling. Yeah. And I call it bullshit sales, you know, because I'm, I'm literally doing it for the sales of the conversation, right? I'm trying to move it in down the sales funnel, so to speak, um, it, versus where my friends, I actually truly want them to know what I'm saying and care about what I'm saying and vice versa. So it, well, it is a little bit different. But Clint, but don't you want your clients and people you do business with to do the same, but just in a different category, like the business side yeah, versus it, the personal side? It, exactly, yeah, yeah. I and mean, so it's not that one's bullshit and one's not. One's personal and one's business, but they sometimes follow the same format of, hey, let me tell you about this or did you, you know, whatever your storyline is and then invite them into the story with their own point of view. Yeah. And, and, and stories and, and, you know, pattern interrupts, things like that. I, you know, I did it today uh, quite a few times. There was a, a guy that kept calling me about a bid and he just kept having question after question. And, and he's a old school guy that didn't throw it in an email like most people would. And you get this email chain bouncing back and forth. He mm -hmm. wanted to just call you every time he had a question, which was, hey, that's great. I, I love it. Um, but by the fourth or fifth time calling me, you know, where most people be like, this guy won't leave me alone. You know, I, I'm more of the, God dang, how bad did I screw up this time? You know, that's how I did the phone <laughs> with this guy. Or, you know, hey, hey, Pat, how the hell are you? What's going on? And mm -hmm. It just kind of breaks up that that business tension. And, and so, you know, whether you use a story or uh you know, different phrasing than everybody else would use. It all, it all shifts the conversation to sales a little better. Yeah. And then, you know, because 
I'm feeling very nannish today because we, you know, we're talking about how we do this with our friends, but we don't really do it with our prospects. And then I'm kind of like in the back of my head, I'm like, so is the secret just making all of our prospects like our friends, which sounds like a very nan thing to say. God, I would treat the, I would treat all my prospects like shit then. <laughs> <laughs> so nan, well. I mean, I mean, how do you think about all this? Well, first of all, if you're not telling a story, what are you doing? It, let's identify that. So if you're not telling a story, you're basically just telling someone what you want to hear, and it's not going to be very interesting. By telling a story, you're giving <coughs> pain a lot easier. I'd like to never retain that cough sound ever. Yeah. <laughs> um. So do you see what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, that's a good point help people retain better you know they're you're not just you're not just telling them a little bit of information or a lot of information in nauseam you're you're telling you know this you're you have a beginning you know you're gonna well i mean we all know what a story is yeah. so you, you know you have that whole process that helps people retain and then you can also so you can ask questions through it as well so you're not just asking a yeah. question and that, that makes good sense man i i will tell you that there is a way to tell these stories in a meeting or on the phone that one sounds like because there's a lot of sales uh training out there that will tell you to use stories right get interaction mm -hmm. with your customer they'll they will tell you that hey use a use a story from another customer that you've done in the past and interject it in the conversation so they know that you're kind of a trustworthy source and what you're saying is a bullshit um, but there's a difference between saying things like, let me, let me slow you down and I'm going to tell you about an old customer of mine and how we did this project together. There's that way. Or you could just simply say, and, and I have to do this all the time. I have to stop myself and just say, Hey, look, we've done this project in the past and it's worked out great. And here's how we did it. Right. The same story, but I don't sound like the guy in the, the used car salesman on the used car lot. Right. And there's just such a, and that's where people, I think you follow the book. The book's got the great template and the great ideas, but you got to make it in your own voice and how you would, how, and, and to Nan's point, like how you talk to your friends, right? That's how you should talk to them in the same, same language. Oh, that's a nugget for me actually. Right. Because, because I tell a lot of stories, you know, when I'm, when I'm selling people, um, or, or talking to them or, you know, doing, you know, all the things that I do. And it's a slight, it's still slightly different because I, because I still have a little bit of an agenda of like, Oh, let me, let me help you out and give you this little bit because this is what's customary. Right. Because I've been kind of thinking about it as these stories are ways of proving that you've been here before. And that's what most of these people actually need. Right. Because it's that trust that you've gone through this and you know what you're talking about. So what that makes me think of is um, in life, aren't we supposed to treat everyone equal? Well, you know, so then you look at that and you go, well, how do I treat a complete stranger equal as I do my child, for instance? Well, you, that's why a story is so very vital, be, vital because you aren't just thinking, you're not just sitting there thinking, how am I going to get them? You know, you're, if you treat everyone as, sorry, I mean, I don't know why I say sorry. I, I'm not, you know, in the Bible, it says that treat, be kind to your neighbor, 
do onto your neighbor. Be that. And, and the reason is, is because if you treat everyone kindly, then you're not screwing anyone. You're not, but it's really hard to do. But if you can pull people in with kindness and the only, not the only way, but the best way to do that is using a story, you know, like, so how, why would you treat a client any different than you would someone else? And, you know, it, it makes me think then why, why, you know, I've, I've told this story before, but my best friend says I would never, she's VP for American Airlines. And she's like, I'm, I couldn't sell. I can't believe you are in sales. And I'm like, baloney, you are in sales. You're in sales with your kids. You're in sales with your friends. You're in sales with clients. You are, you are always trying to convince someone of your opinion of what you want them to to buy from you. I mean, across the board. I mean, think how, many, how often you, you are trying to sell to your child to eat the healthy item, you know, and, mm -hmm. as opposed to the ice cream. And so we're always selling. And why, why do it any other way other than using a metaphor, you know, that that is, is going to pull them in and they're going to not just look directly at what you are trying to, you know, shove down their throat or whatever it is, you know, you're, you're giving them, you're enticing them through a story. It's just way more. So Nan though, um, speak to the mechanics of that though. You know, I mean, I, I, I understand what you're, you're getting at. So from the mechanics of the conversation, what does that look like on your end? Meaning how do you, how do you start that engagement? and utilizing the story or you know along the lines that you just described okay so um this afternoon i went into a neurosurgeon that i'd never gone into before just in hopes of you know enticing them never met them and i quickly realized so right now with sales the big thing is oh we're not really seeing anybody they can't see your smile you know, they can't, there's just nothing very enticing. So you, you, you start telling the story of what's going on in my life, what's going on in your life. I mean, it's that simplistic in the beginning. You're, you're telling, oh my goodness, my cat always thinks he has to get on the, I apologize. <laughs> Keep going. It's the most thing that he does this. So does that make any sense? I'm, I'm, that's super simplistic, but my point being that, you engage them with what my the story of why I'm here today. I'm not crazy about the mask, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I don't want to well, make. So, so that's a good that's a good point, Nan, and, and that's one that that I use every day is is the mask, right? That we're all or some wearing, some not wearing, right? But it's like I could say a phrase like, "Hey, the you know these masks." <laughs> These masks suck, right? And you're gonna get. <laughs> Did all you just kinds look up his butt? <laughs> Check it. Old change. We just <laughs> lost the kid friendly rating we had on this thing, guys. Damn it. We get never. It together. We never had. <laughs> Damn it. I gotta go change the setting on YouTube right now. <laughs> I love what Clint was saying. So, can we get back there? Because it's so true. So, a story, you're not talking about some, you know, fairy tale story. You're just using the. I need to get a box for my cat. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, so anyway, back to Clan. I apologize, Clan, for the cat and everything. But that's exactly right. The story, 
you know, when you, and then when you progressed in your your time with your client, your story is going to grow into much more interesting. But in the beginning, you do have to start with, as Clint yeah. and I did, the simplicity of, gosh, can you believe we're wearing a mask? Man, I, you know, there's all kinds of stories you can say there. And it's, you're just talking about life, basically. But you're giving yeah. them reference, not just going, I'm here to sell you, blah, 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 or whatever. So. Yeah, and sometimes I don't think that, at least in, in my client base, not everybody's going to want to continue these stories on with you, right? But you put them in a, in a bubble, a personality bubble that you can communicate with. So it's a tool to get somebody there. No, most of my clients aren't going to want to talk about my day and my feelings and how, how <laughs> what I do when I go home. I'm just not in that business, right? And, uh, you know, maybe – in healthcare with you guys, you're a little more people based, you know, cause you're in healthcare. You obviously care about some people and you know, maybe, maybe that's a big difference, but the point to what I'm saying is, you know, you ask somebody or you just say, Hey man, I hate wearing this mask. You're going to get a whole bunch of different, um, next, <laughs> there's the cat again. Um, you're also going to identify that's That's a very valid point right there. You're also going to identify, by bringing up something as simplistic as the mask, for instance, while we're on that, um, you're also going to identify if they want to proceed further in that kind of silly conversation. And if not, then you go, okay, well, clearly they just, what, what's, what do you need? You know, and so, then. Ted, I, I sort of disagree because I think you can break from a story and apologize for wasting their time with something that may, you know, take the story away from, Hey, sorry, I'm tying up your day with a bunch of nonsense and see what that gets you. Right. If it gets yeah. no reaction, yeah, you are tying up their day or they'll be and say, no, 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 absolutely. Yeah. That was funny. You know, so you can ask permission for further engagement. You well, use the story. Good. Yeah. I'm going to have to disagree with you, but I know you love to disagree, but <laughs> you did not. Not like, not like Clint does. Clint loves disagreement so much more than I do. You did not say something different than what Clint and I have just stated. You were just went further into the actual action. So that's all that was. You didn't disagree with us. You just said, we said you get to identify by bringing up something and you, you're saying that, no, you just, you get to move on now. You get to move on. You get to say, Everyone left. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you get to move on, Ben. Ben, get get the step. Yeah. I just um, want to point out that I don't argue. I just tell everybody how I'm right. If you guys would just listen, <laughs> it wouldn't be an argument. I love it. Somebody well somebody texted me the other day, and they actually texted me at the end of it. That's a D statement for the day. And I and I looked at it, and I shook my wow. head, and I was like. Not even close. Not even close. You're oh, so okay. far off the mark. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, so it's funny that people are starting to text me with like, oh, here's my, here's my I story or, or here's my D statement and stuff like this. It's pretty funny. Um, but so when I'm, I think that, that, that even when you're framing, right, or, set, or setting expectations for like what's going to happen, you know, setting the agenda, I mean, in that kind of, also telling a story from the point of like, okay, here's what customarily happens in these conversations. So would it make yep. sense to do it this way? You know? Yep. That, that's a way to do it for sure. And, and I think that depending on who you're talking to, who your audience is and, and by gauging that in the binary poor side of, 
uh, of the initial setup, right? Is how you approach your, your next steps in your sales cycle, whatever they may be. Right. And if you can use stories, cause he's an eye and he loves to talk about the same fish that he caught 70 times and it keeps <laughs> getting bigger then frame your next conversation around it. Right. But, um, you know, there, there is a, there's a point where there's some people out there and, and probably in the D's and C's, especially that, I don't have time for this storytelling shit. Let's get on with this thing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I appreciate, you know, I, I appreciate, I appreciate that you, you know, you told me this cool story, but that's, you know, with, so I'll, I'll give you this nugget from, from at least what I've learned about telling the stories is you have got to listen and watch tonality or watch body language and listen to tonalities. Cause the first minute, first second that those people check out of your conversation, you are done telling stories and you got to know that. And, mm -hmm. and if you don't know that, you are in the wrong business. Okay, place. and that, there's where I was going with my analogy, that the minute you perceive that this story has run its course, yeah. move, take that opportunity to move, move the conversation forward in a business agenda or whatever tempo. Now, the story could be business-related, right? Yeah. And, and, and then I can stop boring Clint and go, Clint, we could be here all day talking about this, this stuff. What, what about this project that, you know, actually brought us here to, you know, to, you know, make, make something happen on your side and my side, right? Do you think I, I stopped in the middle of my own stories and said, you know, it, it literally lost them. They look around the room, right? They looked out the window. They, they have, they're on to something else in their own brain and stopped my stories midstream mm -hmm. and just, and just moved on just up. Yeah. Anyway. And it's like, Oh no, go ahead. It's like, no, 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 it's good. Let's just, let's just move on. And you got to know when to do that. Agreed. Absolutely. And, and if you're paying attention, you'll feel it because yeah. it's pretty obvious. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I, I'm thinking back today. I mean, I probably told 10 stories today um, along the way. And one of them was about being in Vegas and it was with the uh, vendor group that came into the clinic today. So I had a business meeting and it's a, a pharmacy that's going to work with our clinics. And then it's going to give us an opportunity to connect in a business way and maybe get some business out of it. So it, it meant something to both sides. Sure. And at the end of this whole thing, we agreed to do business, figured out what our next step was. And as they're walking out the door, the guy turns and says, Hey, and we got to go to Vegas together someday, right? Yeah. Bingo. Boom. Bingo. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a win in my right? book. When he comes back to me about my story, that's a win in my book, right? Now, then we exchange some emails after the fact about how we get um, some standing orders in their system from our docs and stuff like that. But the, the nugget was the story was good enough for his comment at the end. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. That's, and, and that's you know, legit. I, that, that's really legit doc, because I use that all the time too, where somebody will say like, Oh man, I love to go. I love to go hunting out West of Montana. You know, I love to do that stuff. And, and I use that story to say, Hey man, how do we, how do me and you work together so that we get so filthy stinking rich that we can go on these hunts five times a year and I'll, I'll pay for everything. How do we do that? You know, yeah. and, and you know, you just, yeah. you got to, as much as you need to tell some stories and interact, you've got to use their own. That's the whole point uh, of listening and the Bonnie report side is to listen to what they're saying to you, hear mm -hmm. their stories. Cause people, especially, especially the eyes and Melissa's hating me. Cause I keep saying, especially, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Melissa. I caught it. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but yeah, you know, that I think for, for those that don't know, Melissa's our back, <laughs> back, she's stage production in the back. So we get a critique from her about the words <laughs> we should and shouldn't use, right? She's our, she's our podcast fluffer. There you go. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Shots oh, Melissa, fired. Don't, I was going to say, Melissa, yeah. he did not mean that. He did not mean yeah. that. Uh, Clint's going to be barely a guest appearance on the next handful of episodes. Just edit it out completely. <laughs> well, this show. There'll just suck. be a dark square there, right? You know? <laughs> Uh, remind me Virgo, later to tell you the Virgo, most tasteless joke from that jumping point I could think of. I'm not even going to say it live. There, there, there goes half your audience. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. oh man. And the, and the other half watch because they hate me. <laughs> hey, either way, as long as there's an audience, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what what an what an I statement! I don't care why you're here as long as you're here. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, oh God! My 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 OnlyFans page link is at the bottom. Go ahead and sign up. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! All right, Nan, are the are the animals okay? <laughs> Nan, Nan's got a farm over there. <laughs> I'm waiting for the alpaca to like spit at her in the face. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. All right, so back to back to stories and selling, right? Um, I think that because I learned of this as a technique first, I I have tried to like held it hold it sacred as a technique, and I and I only use it as a sales technique, right? But I do yeah. it, I use it, you know, in analogies and metaphors and stories and everything else like this in every other aspect of my life, and those are genuine. And uh, it's hard for me to use them in my sales conversations, uh, like authentically sometimes. Why? Um, because it because I have an agenda behind it, right? I'm trying to, um, it, and this is when I'm like prompting for, you know, well, John, I don't know the answer for that. Well, sometimes when when I hear that, it means A, B, or C, you know. So when I'm because like to me, like that's a that's a little mini story that I'm using, right? You know, like, let's say I'm talking about budget, you know, like, okay, like how much should this be costing you to, to fix it and never have to worry about it ever again? Well, I don't know. Okay, fair. What, what, what should it cost in your opinion? And like, well, John, what do you think it costs? Well, I'm not, I don't know yet. Right. And I kind of go through that process, but all of that is, you know, when you're bracketing, you know, and, do, and doing all of that stuff, you're, you're essentially telling little mini stories there. So when in my sales conversations, it always feels like there's an agenda. And so I'm trying to check box that, that agenda, check that box. So, so you, uh, maybe a nugget, maybe not, but um, if I were you, I would, I would definitely say, Hey, I'm trying to get to X goal. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you the story of why I think this will help you make your decision. And that'll be your agenda stated up front. Why can't you say that? Um, because like, I think it takes, uh, I could, but that's going to make me come off even more robotic than I do when I'm. Really? That's crazy. See, see, I, I tell you what, I picture every single person that I talk, cause I'm, cause I'm just a good old boy. Right. And, and, and hate <laughs> really don't give a shit, but, but the point of it is, is that I just treat everybody like a good old boy. I don't care who you are, where you're from. I just yeah. treat you like you were you know, a guy at the coffee shop back home growing up, 
and it's just, Hey man, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to help you out. You, you need some help. You know, what can we do to make this done? And if we can't, let's end it. And my sales conversations nine times out of 10 are that, or are just that simple. And yeah, I get no's really fast. And, and yes, I, I could probably burn away some business that I could otherwise salvage. But to me, it's like, I, I want to do good that business with those people like me, right? As much as possible because it's mm-hmm. easy and, and it works. So uh, I try to knock all those, you know, I try to run out of options first of doing, doing business with like-minded people before I have to go salvage relationships and be robotic. And, and I think I might be in an industry that, that I'm allowed to do that a little more than, than some, but you know, yeah. I, I think that <laughs> if you, sure. And, but if you treat people like you would talk to your best friend or your dad or your mm-hmm. grandpa or, or whatever, little brother, you answer the phone, hey, what's going on? What, what, what do you call me for? What can I do for you? you, know, yeah. if, you if you treat people that way, you get honest answers because you're just being honest, right? If you answer and you say, hello, this is Clint Bigelow from Blah Blah Company, you've already put yourself down a path that you can't – it's hard to get out of. It's that tonality, yeah, that sales fair. conversations, it's hard to get out of. So. I don't know. And that's, that's how I, that's how I use stories is to get myself stay away from that one track sales tonality. And, and you fall down that rut that you can't get out of is just treat them like you want to be treated. And Nan was saying that earlier, right? So, so John, back to your, what you alluded to was that, you know, you get into the mechanics of your project or if I heard you correctly, you're thinking about two steps ahead of where your story is. Is that, is that what kind of gets in the way or go back to where you're having problems on, on the story issue? You know, the, the, uh, how do I say that? I have an agenda like always, right? Like when I'm, you know, if I'm chatting with someone in DMS to like try to get into a phone call, I'm only having this chat because I want to see if there's a reason for us to work together. Right. And I would love, I would absolutely love it if the world was just that simple. And I, and I could be like, Hey, look, I love to talk to you for 15 minutes. See if there's anything that I can help you with. This is what people talk to me about. Would that be okay? But what I'm finding is like, that's a struggle, right? Because of how struggle for you or for them to connect when you say it that way. Um, doesn't matter. That's a good question. I think it does because if you're in your own way versus them, I mean, maybe you, I mean, is it that you have a preconceived notion that they're going to get bored with what you're saying if you don't get to the, to the meat and potatoes sooner or. Now, because what happens with, you know, like the social selling and the DM selling, you know, that I'm trying to do is that uh, there's, there's like this like tightrope, right? Because if I just bomb somebody with like, oh, hey, like super happy to be connected. would love to take 15 minutes of your time and see, see if I can help you out. Everybody hates that, right? Because it's like, whoa, you can even like try to have a conversation with me first, right? And so then on the other side of it is like, okay, like let's converse long enough so that way I feel like we can, we can do these things. Because like I can, I can figure out really quickly even via like, like text now are they a D I S or C? Right. And so then my agenda is done. So then I'm just kind of like hanging out in limbo until we can actually move on to like a call. Does that make sense? I know this guy that is very kind. He loves his daughter and 
I've spent a, some, quite a bit of time with this gentleman, and I've seen <laughs> get his daughter to do all kinds of great things, be it very being quiet in a, in a room full of people and addressing what she should be doing, what she shouldn't be doing. In a matter of five minutes, I see him, and he does it with complete confidence because he knows very clearly what he wants and what his agenda is. He knows his agenda, what, mm -hmm. what, it, what he wants it to start with and what he wants in the middle and he want, what he wants it to be at the end. Yeah. So why can't this gentleman that I'm speaking to right now not <laughs> when he's talking to a customer? It's the same thing. I just told a little bit of a story stating what you do all the time with your child. And I bet you do. I'm not around you and your wife. But I bet you do the same thing with her, that you, 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 you're not manipulating. You're just saying this is what's going on. How would this affect you? If, you know, well, however you do it. Think how yeah. you do it. And you do it with sincerity and you care and it shouldn't be any different. But for some reason, your brain has, I, from what it sounds like to me, just mm -hmm. in this conversation, that your brain has shifted to a little bit of insecurity, to be absolutely honest. You know, what I'm seeing, talking to a client when it's probably so not true. I mean, it, it's just, and if it is, who cares? Because your end result is the same. You, you would like to accomplish something, right? Mm -hmm. So why not approach it the same way? Is it just really hard to get out of your own way to do that? that that's a good question. And this might be just pure head trash, right? Like, like, like this might be a blind spot that I have not ever seen before until just right now. But, you know, the, uh, how do I say that? Um, the relationship with the people who know me really well Actually, that might be head trash as well, because like I was about to say that, you know, you guys know me really well, so I can just be really direct with you and it's not that big of a deal. But I'm thinking that people who don't know me as well, when I try to be as direct with them as like I am with you guys or my family and stuff like this, it comes off badly. Yeah. So why, why, did, why does it come off badly then? Um, because they don't know you yet. Period. Yeah. Yeah, okay, they but don't, did, they don't know me yet. That's so then, everybody. But that's everybody, John. That's everybody on the entire planet, man. You, you, you until you've discovered each other, things are going to get taken out of context and out of ways. That's why you. That's why you got to discover. I question for everybody, right? How likable do you think you are on a broad spectrum? Right. Oh, <laughs> on a scale. What's a on scale? a scale of zero to one? No, no. I mean, I'm, of, I'm of a, a broad. Uh, no, how likable are you to the S's, to the D's, to the C's, oh, or to the I's? Are you a well-liked guy all the way around that pattern? I don't know. Because I think I am. Well, of course you. I mean, though, right? I, all of us. <laughs> well, but no, 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 no. no because, <laughs> because I have deep-seated friendships in all those arenas. Okay. Right, I as you should, and I actually think that I like people who aren't eyes more than I like anybody else. Right, of course. Right, and <laughs> these animals. Nanette, the petting zoo. What are you going to do with the petting zoo? Right. <laughs> she doesn't even push the dog down. Like, like she that's won't. How I'm like just. <laughs> The dog is so spoiled, it just has no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it has a complete idea. All okay. right. Love you. I'll 
so so when you because when I see somebody who's a D, right, which clearly maybe I can slide that way a little more than I can do even the other two, you know, I'm like, I, I want to feel his Dness, right? I mean, I want to absorb some of that and, and take some of the passion they have for who they are and and wrap that into that conversation of like, who'd you kill Clint today? Right. You know, I mean, <laughs> let, let, let's egg this on, on behalf of the conversation. Well, right? okay. So, so here's the I, deal. I really want to say something. It'll, yeah, I okay. So something that you, uh, you told a story about how you felt about the whole COVID thing. I don't know if it was when we were recording or not recording, but I oh, just kind yeah. of, mm -hmm. Enriching your life with your family, you're enriching your studies, you know, you, you, you told that story. That is a fantastic story to tell people because then they will see a great study. That made me go, oh, that, you know, this guy has a really golden heart. Like, that's so cool. I, I loved that story. That everyone would probably, except for Clint, maybe wouldn't like that story. <laughs> Thank you. No, Clint, Clint liked the story. I mean, he because it, it highlighted the opposites between Clint and, and, and John, yeah. right? And there's nothing wrong with that. If you say, yeah. wow, I could never be you, then that usually means they so, can never be me, right? So hold on, right? The Because this is where, this is how deep the wiring goes, right? I can't view a sales conversation as anything like other than a task. So it gets really hard for me to just like drop into there and not be thinking about, okay, like what, okay, what's next? Okay. Like, okay, cool. They said this, I need to do this. You know, it's, it's, it is so. Mechanical. Why? I don't, I, why? It's just how I think about it. It's just how I do okay, it. Okay. And that's good. I'm not calling it wrong. I'm just mm -hmm. asking the why, why is how, how, cause I mean, you're defining it. So yeah. it's got to have some value on your side. But if you see value, but you still have struggle related to some value component, isn't that a conflict? Here's all my value, but it, it conflicts me because I think it holds me back, right? So today I read this story about this guy that lost, just lost his job. He was an executive. He, he was doing fantastic. He lost his job. He went out, y'all maybe read the same story. He went out and he just started mowing grass, painting houses, just doing those kind of, he's making more money now, less time in his life, less, tons of less stress, just doing that. And, and he touted all of that. He, he went, you know what? I, I've, I shifted. I, I went from doing something that was just like, oh, like stressful and it, and it to something I, I was, it was attitude. Attitude is everything. We've said it a million times on this, on this podcast. And so I think for John, someone that is like thinking like John, you just need to shift your, your, and that's so easy to just say, of course, but yeah. <laughs> what you're doing, you're, you're, not so I feel like you're just you put so much pressure on yourself probably and it makes it more you, you've said robotic it makes it more instead of just going out there trying to just make some money for the fam man oh well however you that, have to do it that's such like I so I like control right and so when I when I can hold these things in my head as steps that I need to go and do and check off or whatever it gives me more control so then Mentally, I'm in control of, of this nebulous thing, which is a sales conversation, and trying to navigate through it. So, uh, 
like literally that's how like like how i'm doing it in my head i'm like i'm like cool like okay i, th I feel like i've got enough pain so now let's try to transition out of this thing and talk in the budget i mean it is it, it is incredibly for formulaic in my head and um i think there's pluses and minuses to it right because you know i found a way that works for me i mean i i can tell by the look on the three of y'all's faces that like this is like oh crap like john's a complete robot but it's a it's just like a like a thing i do so but I'm so bought into the control, right? Because the control leads to me not being, um, not being wrong very often. So that's how it ties back to, to that thing. Well, so. okay. So can you, can you put that into a story for people so they better understand where you're coming from and why maybe you do the things that you do? Um, you know, so for a long time when I was in sales, it was, uh, I was just kind of good by, by like proximity, right? It, it's kind of like, I didn't really have any skills, you know, uh, compared to the level of training that I've done and we've all gone through at this point, it was, it was a drop in the bucket. And so I had a lot of ego, right? And then whenever I went to work for you uh, was the first time I struggled. And so then it was just like, oh man, now I'm not enough to do this job well, right? And so then I find, you know, coaching and training and in, in these methods that are going to make me better at this thing, right? And so then it becomes a thing a little bit like Kung Fu, this, this thing that I can do to help myself in a situation that is going to be uncomfortable and somewhat uncontrolled. So I view, you know, the sales training that, that I've done in, you know, up until fairly recently, as like, kind of like Kung Fu, right? You know, this like series of things and techniques that I can use. But then I, I, I catch myself recently being way too cognizant of like, okay, cool, like they did this, so let's use this technique. And I don't do that when I'm doing Kung Fu. So when I do Kung Fu, it just happens, right? So, uh, and, I, and I rail against that because it bothers me that like I'm trying to build back to a place to where I can tell everyone, well, it's just something I do because that, that bothers me at a very deep level because I like to be taught things and I like to teach other people things. So I want to interject here because I, I find this a lot in, in a lot of different aspects in life. You can train too many different ways too much to do one damn thing. Oh, yeah. Your goal here is to sell something, right? And if you were successful at it before, it's probably because it was very simple, right? You had a product, somebody needed the product, and you convinced them that yours was better than the other one they were using or, or you built a relationship so they bought from you versus the other guy. Right. period right mm -hmm. I, I went through this struggle in, with golf and i know a lot of people don't like to talk about golf but i really when i first started playing knew nothing about the game i just knew i had to hit the white ball down the fairway and onto the green and put it in the hole and it was yeah. super simple and i shot really well i was a 80 always in the eights, eight handicap and i spent the next 15 years learning everything there was to know about the game and my game became trash i shot in the hundreds all the time and it was so frustrating to me because all i knew i knew i could shoot better scores than that but every week i would go play and i just kept getting worse and worse so i'd watch another video and i'd watch another seminar on how to how to fix my slice and how to fix my grip and it got to be so much bullshit in my head that i couldn't <laughs> do the one thing that i was supposed to do which was hit the freaking ball straight yeah. right and now i've cleared my head Gone, gone back to just, dude, what, what works, right? I know I need to get my club face square and hit the golf ball. And if I do that, the ball will go where I'm pointed. And, and that's what I think a lot of people suffer with in sales, right? Is we just, 
we talk about it too much. We have too many ideas and we have too many directions and too many, you know, we build all this stuff up. And if you don't perform it perfectly, you fail. And, and that's horseshit, right? Because it's, it's really just about getting the, the message that you want to the customer as best as possible. And you're going to fail and, and who gives a shit, right? And do it again and, and do it again until it feels good and find that right customer. So I, I think that's a little bit of your problem, John. I think that's a, a little bit of everybody's problem that's trying to be out there selling, right? Is, well, you know, you, you, you nailed it. I, I was going to use the same analogy. It's like firing a gun, right? Some of these guys and they're just lining it up and they're trying to get it in the bullseye. Man, I'm safety up, safety down. Okay, that's the way that works. Here's the trigger. The bullet comes out that end. Let's go, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, you could spend all day trying to hit the bullseye. I'm going to shoot in that direction and I'm going to try to stay out of the way of the bullets coming this direction, right? <laughs> and at a certain point beyond that, I mean, you know, yeah. let's get the show on, man. Exactly. It, we're there. And, and, and I, I think I, I think that's a that's that's a what you're going through, John, is I think uh, is, is probably the hardest challenge for C's to be in sales, right? It, it is a difficult personality to be in the sales role, except for during COVID nineteen, where the, it's the introvert's disease, and you get to be locked up <laughs> behind. You don't have to do any social interaction. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm joking a little bit there, but you know. I think that C's run into this a lot where it's, I've got to have a process for everything. And, and that's why all these, um, you know, frankly, I, I think that I, I can hear it. I get a, uh, you know, a cold call from a, a call center and somebody's wanting to sell me the next best widget or a, you know, timeshare in Florida and they have a script and you can tell when I, when I screw the script up, you can hear them fumble for a second to find the next thing. And eventually it just is so unnatural that it's, I don't even want to be on the phone anymore. And maybe I wanted a timeshare in Florida, who knows, but you've made this so awkward by trying to follow this process versus just saying, Hey, I've got timeshares in Florida. Would you like one? Hell yeah. I want one. Sign me up. Mm -hmm. It can be that simple. Yeah. yeah. Well, go ahead. Nick. I think it is very much uh, not being a robot. Don't go in there like a robot. I, I love that Clint said that about, you know, just following too many processes. Really, it, you know, we say it all the time. It's probably obnoxious, but it is truly relationship. Know your stuff. Know what you're repping, selling, yeah. and know how to engage with people. It's really just that simple, you know. You know, in other stuff. so the, this is not to say that I'm not successful, right? Like, I mean, I sell and, and have deals and, you know, yeah. Contrary to what what the hair might indicate, like like things are not like bad, right? At all, like like things are fine. But in my studies, I'm starting to see that there's another level of this that maybe I was not seeing clearly, right? Because you know you put in the work, you see some success, and then you're like, cool, I got it. And then, and then like you you turn around, right? And then it's like, oh, there's more, and let's go find that more. And I, and I think I'm starting to find some of that for myself, which is about knowing the stuff so well, the, the, the mechanical side of it, that I can let it go and, and function without being whole, like hands-on so much. Yeah, and uh, you know, the one thing that you do very well is create matrix for yourself and, and stops and starts, and I don't do this unless there's a reward, you know, or a reason why. And, you know, if, if you being robotic 
throws your numbers in the wrong direction, then make it a, put that in your matrix, you know? Like, oh yeah. Okay. I've got to, and, and I know you do that, but you know, <laughs> see, C's out there listening. Like if, if you're failing and it's skewing your numbers the wrong way, then you need to put that failure in your numbers so that you can fix that shit mm-hmm. so that the numbers down the road work out and do whatever it takes, whatever you can do physically, mentally do possible to fix that freaking failure, man. Yep. And then the other side of that is, is I'm also aware that I might be completely overthinking all of this because I live too much in my head anyway. So, so this might seem like a big deal to me at times, but it's not actually a big deal in any of the conversations I'm having. And I'm just projecting it because I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I prepare for meetings and phone calls for one reason only. It has nothing to do with matrix or winning the sale or losing the sale. It has to do with my one fear and that's embarrassment. I don't want to be the stupid guy in the room. So therefore I prep, Mm -hmm. but if I wasn't fearful of that, I wouldn't do it. Right. And everybody has different motivators here. Everybody has a different reason why they're going to prep and and do different things. Um, But man, you gotta, you gotta overcome that fear at some point. Otherwise you're just going to get bogged down and stuck and you might as well quit because they're not going to get any better. But w- w- is it so wrong to say to somebody, hey, you kind of lost me here. Can we back up a second and genuinely m- slow the conversation down or give yourself a minute to think about? I mean, it, there, there are natural ways to, yeah. you know, prevent yourself from rushing in to too much on the analytics or letting. Well, yeah. So, you know, sorry, I didn't mean to no, cut off. Well, no, because- no, I want to hear it. There's this thing in, in Kung Fu, you know, that we talked about and, and now you know this of like, you know, even if you engage badly, just the fact that you're engaging is going to put you ahead of the curve, right? And so mm-hmm. the way that I've been thinking about, about a lot of this stuff, you know, for the past week or so is that, is that j- just engage in some way, but, but don't have that moment of that pause, like deer, deer in the headlights thing, you know, that happens when you get caught in a moment where you're not prepared. Well, but if you're not prepared, why not own that? Go, interesting. I wasn't prepared for that. Let's talk. Can we talk some more about that mm-hmm. and get them? Because we're all smart enough to follow somebody's lead. Let them start yeah. leading you at that point, knowing that you really sit with a lot of expertise in your arena. But, you know, we got to kind of get through this wherever we're at to get yeah. to, the, to the next step. Does that make sense? It does, but on a certain level, I, I don't want to give up the control of the conversation, right? Is, is kind but of how that why, do you ha- why do you have to control the conversation? Uh, because I'm the guy who's done it before. You've done right? what before? I had these kinds of conversations, right? So when I, I have... I, no, but hold on. What hold kind on. of conversation though? Yeah, right? What so kind of conversation? The way that I think about all this is like, okay, there's the salesperson, right? And then there's the buyer, right? Who has had more reps of having these conversations out of those two situations? Usually it's the salesperson, not the buyer, right? So the salesperson should take the lead and lead the way through the conversation, right? And let's talk about what what normally happens at the end of the conversations and what happens next and everything oh. else like that. I'm so far the opposite of that. Yeah. Really? I'm here for, I'm here for you. What, what do you want? What do you, what do you want to talk about? Like, seriously. Well, because I'm calling. How then, if 
if you're taking control, do you know you've really found a true problem that this guy needs or gal needs to solve? I mean, I get the formality of, hey, you know, trying to talk about, you know, but yeah. I mean, talk about your agenda or the sales process from your side, like, mm -hmm. hey, here's what to expect whenever I sit in front of you. But yeah. after that, I need to start discovering from you, John, you know, what, what you know, I, I kind of feel some pain here, or I know there's a conversation that's centered around solving something. Mm -hmm either in a better way than what's currently what you're currently doing or in a new innovative way, whatever that twist may be. So tell then I got to start getting some information from you. You got to start telling me your story so that then I can get down the road with, aha, here's a light bulb moment. I'm looking yeah. for light bulb moments that, that, that put me in the spectrum of being able to solve something for you or engage in business. Meaningful that, puts money on the table for you and money on the table for yeah. me. Now I'm, I'm with you a little bit there. And to be honest with you, this very topic is a lot of the reasons that I, I lost faith in some of the systems that we were learning, all of us um, mm -hmm. and some of the, of the selling training tools out there is because the fact that I have to set this agenda and, and I know that I'm, I'm speaking to the book, right? I'm speaking line item book stuff here. But um, that I have to set this agenda and I must set the time and the place and do you have 30 minutes and is it okay if I run five minutes back? You've already lost a guy like me so many times over that I had to adjust from that, that script. And, and I will tell you this, that just the other day, I, I went with that script because it was a very important phone call of a customer that um, was not willing to return to do business with us ever again because of something that happened. And uh, I wanted to get to the root of that problem. So it, because of the embarrassment hey, and the Hold failure, on. yeah, we should pause and go into part two because mm -hmm. we're, we're at 50 minutes now. So let's pause real quick, uh, pick this up in like another episode and we'll just keep yeah. on with the story. Does that sound okay? Yeah. All right, yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. So if you want to take this assessment disc at sales we will get you hooked up. If you have questions or if you want to share your struggles or where you're hung up, please tweet us at sales throwdown on Twitter on Facebook is also at sales throwdown comment on the YouTube videos. Let us know, leave a review. We read every one of them and this is really why we're here. So we will see everybody next week. Thank you so much and have a good night. Good night.